Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. So delighted to be here with Charmaine Bino, a council housing officer, worked in the department for 23 years, a Dope Black Mom and published author. Now, just wanted to talk motherhood really now I know you've got a big baby you've got a big child yeah she's a big baby you've got a big baby I've I've got young young children so like four and six but now looking back on your motherhood journey is there anything you'd want to tell your young mum self and do you think you'd listen oh gosh I don't know what I could say because a lot of the young mums I meet now, I think they're so astounding. They're re- they're brilliant. The things that they do. Do you know what I mean I was a mother in a different kind of area? Era. My daughter was born in nineteen ninety four, and I was told that I couldn't have children. So when I found out I was pregnant, it was like wow. And mm. I was end up being a single mum. I mean that wasn't the plan. I mean everybody wants them. I mean the majority of us have this childlike dream to find this nice, handsome man and get a house and have children, do you know what I mean? But things happen and you have to make the best of that situation. I like to say to mothers, young mums especially, I come across some young mums who had their children because of relationships. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like an old cliche, but it, it still happens. And so like thinking a child may fix a relationship. You yes, mean. or keep right. the man that they love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always say to my friends, my friends' kids, I've said to my own daughter, do you know what I mean? Make sure now that you're pregnant that you have this child for yourself. That's why you're doing it. Do not have a child thinking it's going to fix something because if it was meant to be, it would have been there already. Mm. And then I look at them and I say, remember, you could be with this man. You could marry this man. He could die tomorrow. You would still be left with your child. So the focus always has to be on this new human being you're giving birth to. If Mm. you get anything out of the father if you happen to end up having a relationship or even if you just have a good friendship, that's the bonus. But that isn't part of your child's life. You are. You're going Mm -hmm. to be the primary caregiver. You're the one that they're going to look to for mentorship, whether it's male or female. Do you know what I mean? You start that process. So Mm -hmm. as soon as you find out you're pregnant, just think, Am I having this this child, not this baby, because everybody has this thing, oh, I want a baby. A baby to me is a doll, right? This child, because this child will grow up to be an adult. Am I having this child because I want to have this child, because I want to nurture this new human being? And if you answer the question that, yes, I'm having this child for myself, 
Anything else you get is a bonus. But if you don't get what was promised in the beginning, it's no big deal, it's gone. Because you focused from the beginning on that child that you're having. And that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kept you going. That's what kept me going. It was all about the child that I was having. Because I got told I couldn't have any kids. This is a miracle. So I had to take that stance. Yeah. This is mine. This this human being is mine. Whoever wants to stand with me, fine, you can do that. But everything starts with this human being that I'm having. Mm. And that's how you go on. Yeah. And you must meet so many mothers yeah. during your day-to-day work. Is there anything... Um, I don't know, that you see coming up a lot for young mothers or mothers that you're working with, mothers that you see, anything, any common themes in, in mothers today that may be changed from your time when you were mothering like young children? Oh, there are some mothers who love name brand stuff. Going to see them and you're thinking, they want all this stuff. They want all everything to have a brand name, their child to be walking around with brand names. They want their house to look like brand names. And I have to come back and say, look, Primark is beautiful. Oh, love me Primark. Uh, listen, my daughter looked, lived in Primark and she looked beautiful. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, live within your means. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't look at what the next child has because that isn't going to make your child what you put into your child on a daily basis, talking to them, teaching them, is what's going to make your child. You start putting your, your little baby in 100-pound trainers and they can't even barely walk, right, is setting them up to fail because they're going to grow up thinking, that's what I'm going to have all the time. And you haven't got that money all the time. So start looking about what is really important for you and your family. And that's what I try and say to them. They say, well, mm-hmm. they look really nice. I say, yeah, it's nice to get those things. But buy those things when they're going to a wedding or they're going to some kind of function. But their daily, everyday stuff, go to Primark. There's loads of nice little shops and things that will get you those things. But stay within your means. Stay, mm-hmm. stay grounded mm-hmm. and start mm-hmm. saving, putting money away, putting little bits away. Because the day Mm. will come where you will get out of whatever rut that you're in and you will have your little pot of money there and you will be able to get your child something when they're at an age where they will appreciate it. But it's no point getting them like iPads at the age of three and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) I'm saying, I mean, they're all IT kids now. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. My six-year-old taught me a little shortcut on my laptop. I was like, well, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. see, my grandson's three, and he's on my daughter's <laughs> iPad, shifting it around. He's on this end. He, he will phone me at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning when he wakes up. When my daughter's asleep, his face can open my daughter's phone. That's how much oh. he looks about my daughter. Oh. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm jumping out of my sleep, and I'm looking on my phone, and there's a WhatsApp FaceTime. And all I hear is, hi, Nana, what are you doing? Oh, baby. (laughs) And then I can hear my daughter saying, Isaac, are you awake? Who's got, you got my phone. (laughs) Who are you calling? I'm talking to Nana. Oh, my God, mum, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
but they just clock on. They're so bright. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And that's why I say focus on the things that they need to learn, that they need to do. Don't focus on how they look. That's not going to help them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is there anything that, right, now that you're a grandmother, oh, is there anything that, yeah, <laughs> the key <laughs> word, is there anything that you do now that you would never have done as a mother for your grandson? Oh, God. <laughs> if my <laughs> 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 Listen, I love being a grandmother because you know what? You can spoil them mm-hmm. I don't mean spoil them by buying him loads of things and that because that my daughter's not like that do you know what I mean so I I respect what she wants for her son yeah but I will if he's in trouble he will phone me and I will oh. I will tell his mother off <laughs> right? and he feels so good about that because Nana's on his side do you know what I mean oh, right? yeah I like my daughter hates that. She goes, why are you doing that? I said, you know what? It's called karma because my parents did that to you. <laughs> so, yeah. But I do spoil him in that way. And I, I just, oh, I can't explain how much mm-hmm. I love this, this little boy. Mm-hmm. Because you know, when you know, you've got your kids and you're working and you really are not giving them, you can't give them the quality time that they deserve. Because the mm-hmm. job that I had as a single parent as soon as I'd come consuming. In, it is because I'm thinking about everybody else at work and then I've got to come home and I used to have to say to my daughter, you need to leave me alone for 10 minutes because I'd still have that work Shaking. thing going on mm. in my head. So she'd have to leave me alone. So I go in the kitchen, have a cup of tea, have a cigarette to just wind down and then I can go and deal with her. Because if I didn't, I'd still be in that mode and she wouldn't understand or appreciate how I would talk to her so I couldn't do that do you know what I mean and I do feel so guilty when I look back at all the things I've missed with her that I could have done with her and I should have done with her but it was just me and I had to work and I had to maintain her maintain where we lived and Mm. I'm so sorry for that I really am and that hurts when I think back all the things more things that I could do whereas now what I couldn't do for her I will do for Isaac. Do you know what I mean? I will just spoil him rotten, give him anything, take him anywhere. If my daughter hasn't got enough money to take him somewhere, I'll give her the money, look, take him. Do you know what I mean? If he needs clothes and stuff, like his, the winter stuff's coming up now, I'll be buying all that. I don't mind all of that because I know it sounds probably bad on my part. It's like paying my daughter back what I didn't do for her. Mm-hmm. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of parents feel the same way. And I spoke mm. to some of my friends as well because we've had to work and a lot of us have been single parents. We've had to work. We couldn't give our kids the time that they needed. And that's the thing with children. What they need is your time. Even so if you true. don't buy them anything, mm-hmm. just showing them that you're present and you're there for them and you've got their back and you're showing them and telling them that you love them. That means the world to them. That gives Mm. them the most confidence. And that's what you want at the end of the day, to have a confident child grow up to be a very confident adult. And you can only do that if you give them your time and you show them that they are loved and wanted. Mm. 
And you can see it immediately, can't you? Yeah. You can see it immediately. Yeah. If, if possible, yeah. do you think, is there a lesson that you could think of that kept on coming up? Any, well, is there a lesson that took you just the longest to learn, like a kind of a rule of parenting or just a way of how you communicate or, or like you're talking about just time with your kids. If I mm. could just do that. Uh, it took me a while to listen to my child. Mm. It took me a while to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Because as a parent, it's like, uh, I'm the parent, I'm in command. You just take that role. You're the captain of the ship. So everybody do as, you, as you're told, because that's how as a, as a black child, we grew up within that environment. That's how we grew up. Our parents just told us, no, you can't. They never explained why. They just told you you couldn't. Do you know what mm. I mean? And you just had to take that. Otherwise, if you did it with us, it was like you'd see the strap. And that was mm. just normal for all of us. Do you know what I mean? And I, growing up, I wished my mum had listened to me. And then I had my child and I realised I didn't listen to her. It wasn't until... She was like 16, where she actually explained everything to me, how she felt and how, as a child, she couldn't say certain things or she, she didn't think I'd understand or she just couldn't open her mouth to tell me because she was scared I was going to tell her off or shout her or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that made me feel even worse. And I thought, my God. Yeah. I didn't listen to my child. I did the same thing my mum did to me. Yeah. And that was done to all of my friends and my families. Do you know what I mean? Where we didn't listen to our kids. I mean, from the age of 16, I have I, I made a very conscious effort from that, that time to listen to her. Sometimes I got it wrong, believe me. We're human. Do you know mm. what I mean? But you're consciously aware of it and making an effort. Yeah. To make and the change. That's it. And now my daughter, we have a brilliant relationship. Oh. And like she's on the phone to me like three, four times a day, flipping out. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong, because I don't want her to hear this and resent it in any way. No, <laughs> but no, I like no. that because now I I listen to her and I don't judge her. She can tell me literally. She can tell me anything, anything. Mm. I'm I'm the least person to be shocked or embarrassed. Do mm. you know what I mean? If you get to know me, I don't get embarrassed about anything. I'll probably embarrass you more than anything else. But that's I mean? so amazing to have that space to know you can just say whatever you need to say. There's yeah. no judgment. You've seen it all. You've heard it all. Believe me, I have. Yeah, but, I, well, I have no doubt you have. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I, the lesson. You must mm. listen. Mm. Mm. You must listen. No matter how young they are, listen to them. Yeah. And also what I've found, because I've got young children, yeah. is like listen in all ways. So sometimes my children, when they were very young, yeah. would like get a really runny tummy before nursery. Yeah. And that is sheer nerves. Yeah. Like and and I as as an, and that was me like, what is going on here? Why why are you always needing to do like a really big poo or what's happening just yeah. before nursery? You don't want to go. You don't want to be there or you're not happy. You don't like their environment. You you know, you don't yeah. want to be here. And that's you trying to tell me, I don't want to be here. And you know, your body's reacting. I just that's just it. like Again, like you were saying, I need to go to work. I need to, I need to rush, rush, rush. I need, like, what, 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 childcare, what am I going to do? I need to get to work. 
but you're not sitting there thinking what is happening every single day something's going on yeah. your body's reacting you're not happy you don't need to be here um yeah just another way i suppose of listening listen. yeah listening yeah. doesn't have to just be when somebody's talking it's their body language mm. even in my job so when i'm talking to somebody and they're trying to tell me something i'm watching their body language because believe it or not there are some times where people are telling fibs and you're looking at that body language you're watching everything they're doing you're listening to see if the words actually connect with how they appear to you do you know what I mean so when you're talking about your children you have to do both those things listening isn't just about your ears it's about everything that encompasses that Mm. do you know what I mean and lastly I know you've seen it all, done it all, and you've you've lived a life. So just to any mothers listening who are really struggling, who are in the, the darkest moments, and it just may seem overwhelming, it may feel um, endless, anything you can say to them. Okay, well, when you're in that situation, find somebody that you can talk to it can be your friend, it can be your mother, it can be your doctor, it can be your housing officer. There is always someone somewhere that you can give that first sentence to who will take it on board. And like I say, don't get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Because I had because for I suffered with postnatal depression for a year when I'd had my daughter and I didn't know what was happening to me. I just knew that I didn't feel stuff for this little child. Even though I loved her, I didn't connect and I was at my lowest. And I went to my doctor. But at that time, all they did was dish out antidepressants. So I was on antidepressants for six months. And I thought, no, I can't do this because I'm not feeling anything. I need to feel because I've got this baby. And then I asked to go for counselling. And that's what helped me. So you have to speak to some, there's got to be someone, even if it's a stranger. I've had people I don't know come and talk to me at bus stops Mm. and I'm just talking to them and I find a way around a problem for them. I know it sounds like, really? You're sitting at a bus stop? (laughs) It has happened countless Mm. times. I've been in situations where I don't know these people and we just strike up a conversation. And for some unknown reason, their problems start coming out as we're talking. And then I can start signposting them. If you feel that you are in this dark place and you feel that you're alone, believe me, wherever you're feeling, somebody else out there is feeling the same way. So you're not alone. If you haven't got a friend, go to your doctors. Find out from your doctors if there is someone that you can talk to. If you've got a midwife if you've, and, or a health visitor, talk to them. They are there to help or signpost. Them themselves may not be able to deal with your actual problem, but they can find somebody who will. And believe me, you have to be insistent. Don't just take the answer, oh, yes, I'll get back to you. Don't do that. Start your fight. Because what I found, especially with black mothers a lot of us have been dealt with differently in the health service and that happened with my daughter until I had to make a lot of noise in the hospital the day she was giving birth 
Do you know what I mean? We get treated differently. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but it happens. But you have to be very insistent. Because at the end of the day, if you can't look after yourself or you can't find a way to get help for yourself, whether it's your mental health or your physical health, you can't look after your child. You have to be number one. If you're not number one, no one else will exist. And that's my advice. Thank you. Thank you, Charmaine. No sharing. problem. Really appreciate your time today. Um, just thank you so much. Okay. That's Charmaine Biner. Um, she has her book out now, The Estate, My Life Working on the Frontline of Britain's Housing Crisis. It's out now and available everywhere books are sold. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Nina. I've enjoyed it. Dope Black Moms. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.